Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, uh, as I look out to these vehicles, I don't see a rusty one in the bunch. They're gorgeous vehicles. Where are we? We're at the uh, WCCO Radio Broadcast Center at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Sun is shining. It's back to the 50s, the 46th annual back to the 50s weekend. Perfect weather. For uh, You might even uh, bring a little jacket with you when you come out today. Very comfortable. Uh, we're we're going to be talking cars. We're going to be taking your questions by phone and by text. If you uh, need to bring your vehicle in for a little repair, you don't know what's wrong with it. Well, next Stoffel, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Actually, not too far from here. Right, Lo- right uh, Nick? It's, it's just, just hop, a couple, skip, and a jump. Just a couple miles away. Yeah, good to see you again. Good morning. Dan's taking a little time off. Unless he's uh, looking for some pronto pups or something. I, I don't think that, but he, uh, he might be getting ready for work. Ah, okay, very good. You guys are open today. Uh, again, if you do have uh, any kind of a car care question, before you bring it into your favorite dealer or your favorite shop, uh, give uh, Nick a call or send Nick a text. Text number is 651-989-9226. We've given you more numbers to work with, but it's, keep in mind it's the same number as the phone-in number, 651-989-9226. For your phone call and or uh, text messages for Nick. Now, do you see uh, vehicles like this from time to time coming into Lloyd's Automotive? And do you know how to fix them? Well, not very often. <laughs> and they, there's a few in the neighborhood that, you know, it's their weekend uh, car or their Sunday cruise car. Sure. And, you know, we'll, we'll see them from time to time. And, you know, it's funny as uh, we're driving out with the kids here this morning, they're like wondering and curious about all these old cars and how they work and, if we fix them at the shop, and it's just not as common. And you know, most of the people out here have done a lot of this work themselves, which I is bet. just amazing. And how beautiful and uh, refined some of these cars are. Just uh, it's nice. It kind of brings you back a little bit. You it know, really does big big time. I mean, they and I mentioned really early this morning. I found out that many people who come here come here from all around the world. They're not just you know. CCO land folks. They're from New Zealand. And My understanding is up to eleven thousand vehicles here, and as you you know may know that they have to be pre nineteen sixty four. Oh, is that the cutoff? That's the cutoff. All right, I did not but know that. Sixty four and a half. The Mustang came out, and they don't want any of the uh, muscle cars here. So it's uh it's it's wonderful. It's a beautiful <clears throat> day, a good place to walk around and just see all this beautiful work that people have done. It really is just art. Now, some of them, or many of them, have their hoods open as well, so you can take a peek inside. Right in front of our broadcast booth is a uh, 55 Chevy, I believe. Gorgeous, because they're all beautiful. Like you said, they, they put their heart and souls into these, these things. Uh, now, when's the last time, uh, Nick, that you worked on a carbureted vehicle? We don't. Uh, I guess, don't uh, no, we had a, uh, an old Datsun in here uh, a few weeks ago. Guy's holding on to it for... Uh, for different kinds of reasons, I guess. He loves his vehicle. Uh, sure. But it's far and few between. You know, we don't, you know, some exterior adjustments, but we don't do any of the car rebuilding or any of that kind sure. of work anymore. It's just, it's kind of gone away from any kind of production or uh, regular 
daily driver type of uh, repair, which is obviously mostly what we do from time to time. We get a, a few of our regulars that have something need some tweaking, but we don't do any of the restoration or any of that. Uh, yeah. You know, these vehicles require that TLC that takes a lot of time and care, and um, that's not the focus of what we do, but... I just love, like, you know, we can just sit out here and just keep looking. It's really true. We get mesmerized by these things. And they keep, there's like a parade. There's a constant parade of vehicles, many parked, many moving around. And, again, the weather couldn't be better. Very comfortable, not windy. Uh, It's just in sunny skies. Beautiful paint jobs, too. Now, I was thinking, and we talked about this, I think, last time we were here, Nick. Uh, These cars, being the engines that are in them, require leaded fuel. How do they? Uh, what, what do they do with all the unleaded gas that's out here? You know, a lot of them have been updated. I'm sure. You know, they there are additives. You can add a lead additive to the fuel. Um, it had to do with the uh, cylinder heads in the seats. The lead kind of helped dampen that, and they you know they changed when they overhauled the engines or they changed the seats in the uh, oh, in the cylinder okay. heads to allow them to use uh, uh, the gas that we use now. That's lead free, as, as we all know. And yeah, uh, but you know, there if you look under the hoods of some of these vehicles, you can see. Uh, some of their imagination too. A lot of them go back to the way they were when they came off the showroom floor, you know, wow. 60 years ago. A lot of them have a little, you know, a bit of a character, you know. Like you know, if somebody wanted a more modern engine or a different camshaft or a different, you know, cylinder heads or all different intakes or they add a turbo. They do a lot of different things, which is just amazing that, you know, the people, the, the amount of effort and time and, uh, uh, the math. There's a lot of math to make sure all that works. I'm sure, and a lot of expense too for that. Yeah. yeah. Tell you what, we have callers in the line, and keep in mind, Nick's going to be here till Jack Farrell comes in about 7:45. So don't wait. If you do have, do have an issue with your vehicle, call it in or text it in, and Nick will uh, get you some help. Let's go uh, to the phones. I think Brad is calling in from Otsego. Uh Brad, thanks for calling. Do you have a question for Nick? Yeah, I sure do. Um, I have a 2014 Ford Escape with the 1.6 EcoBoost. Just had it into uh, the car dealer because I'm losing some coolant. And they put a borescope into one of the spark plug holes and found coolant leaking into one of the cylinders and was told possible head gasket, crack block, cylinder head. Wondering what you guys see the most. Any thoughts? Uh I would suspect something with the cylinder head gasket, you know, and not particularly that make a model but generally when we see coolant leaking in there you know you get in there with the camera and you can see where that coolant is kind of wicking through that area with the gasket you know between the head and the block itself um you know having a cylinder had block failure very not very common at all you could have some sort of cracking in the cylinder head if there's a uh, imperfection when they molded that particular head or you know unfortunately the vehicle got hot enough you know, if it overheated to some extent and it warped the head or even got, you know, like it cracked the head. So that's a possibility, too. The truth, though, if there's antifreeze getting in there, ultimately it's going to have to come apart. And they're not going to know without a doubt until they get it apart and they can carefully inspect those areas uh, and do an assessment for you. All right. Thank you, Brad. Hope that helped. Uh, phone number six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. That is the same number to send your text uh, is... Uh, Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Tell you what, let's take a break. Okay, we'll come back with more. Uh, Craig and Jim, you hang on. You're going to be next up on the phone. And again, if it's easier, send your text question to Nick six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Sixty three degrees at last report. Beautiful day here at the fairground. We are in the midst of back to the fifties, the forty sixth annual. Stay with us. <laughs> 
Oh, for some of you who might remember, I feel like I'm still back on Request Radio, but that was a long time ago. Good morning. We're uh, back to the 50s doing it here at the fairgrounds, the 46th annual Back to the 50s weekend. We are at our CCO Broadcast Center, just the same one as you see at the Minnesota State Fair. That's where we are. And if you uh, are in the neighborhood, stop by, say hi. Beautiful day to see these great old vehicles. And we're talking cars, as we always do this time. Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul is uh, is with us today. Where are you guys located now, exactly? Like you said before, not very far from here. We're on uh, beautiful Grand Avenue at 982 Grand Avenue. And uh, if you ever need to give us a call, you can get a hold of us at 651-228-1316. And if you're in front of your computer, we're at lloydsautomotive.net, and that's LL. O-Y-D-S, automotive.net. And you guys are open today for a while, right? For a few hours this morning, yes. Okay, good. Well, if you have any kind of a car care question and you want to uh, get some help uh, figuring it out, call Nick or send Nick a text. Our number, both phone and text, are the same now, 651-989-9226. And, again, text number the same, 651-989-9226. All right, Nick, let's go back to the phones. We promised our uh, callers uh, we'd get to them. Craig. I believe is still there calling from Woodbury. Craig, thank you. What can we do for you? Yes, sir. I uh, thank you very much for taking my call this morning. Um, I have an O1 S10 with the three knob uh, controls for the HVAC system. Could you please explain the fuse removal trick for the HVAC blend door synchronization? Oh, it's a good one. I would honestly, I would Google that and find a YouTube video. <laughs> they show everything, don't they? Yeah. It's true. Uh, I, I, I would have to get a service manual out or go, get onto all that or Mitchell. You didn't bring one with you? I don't have one with me, no. Okay. But, um, you know, I'm sure there's a procedure. And I was half joking on the video. You can look for a video online and uh, careful what you find. It's not always as easy as they show, as, as we all know. But it's a good good resource. Um, if not, you can, you know, go go to the library, get the manual from there. Uh, but I, I top of my head, I wouldn't know. But it's it's true what you can find. Uh, granted, on the internet, some of it's not accurate, but uh, I've used it many times. It, you know, find uh, where the air filter elements are located, or the cabin filter. How do you do this? Well, even if you think you may know, it's not a bad idea to look because oftentimes we have where people have attempted to do certain repairs on their own and they've watched the videos and such, and yeah. maybe they didn't carefully watch and get themselves in a little bit of trouble too. So. <laughs> Only go as far as your comfort level allows. And then they call you. Well, then they call, and then unfortunately you have to kind of do a couple, yeah. go back a couple steps and try to right. undo what was done. But good All luck right. to you. All right. Thanks, Craig. Let's go back to the phones. Jim, I believe, has been waiting there in Minnetonka. Jim, are you still with us? Yes, I am. Good Thank morning. Thank you. Good hey, I've got a uh, 2005 Grand Cherokee, about 160,000 miles. Numerous uh, drivetrain issues. I guess the first one is the uh, the rear end I had rebuilt, and however... After uh, several times of trying to shim the differential, uh, it still it makes a loud humming noise, most prevalently at 60 to 70 miles an hour, but it does show up before that. Um, they tried, 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 but they couldn't get rid of that humming. And I, it's, they told me it's a, it's a gear meshing issue, but do you think it could be something like a bearing or something else besides that? Well, typically with the bearing noises, you can, you know, through trial and error, acceleration, letting your foot off the the load of the of the, the gas or the speed, uh, shifting the weight from side to side. But as you were describing, I thought there's something with that gear contact. You know, they can take paste, put it on the gears, with it in the air, and, and rotate the wheels and kind of get a contact patch pattern to compare to. 
and look to see if there's something that's just not quite right. Because if you've not torn apart a rear differential or you don't do it often, uh, there's a lot of depth, preload. You talked about shims. Um, it's it's a little tricky. So um, if the bearings are new, issue. You know, I would I would think that the issue would be the contact pattern of that gear set that came apart. It went back together. Uh, the bearings aren't exactly the same as ones that came out. They're tighter than that is worn, so that contact pattern is just not right. And a couple small shims will probably get that in the uh, contact area appropriate and proper for you to get rid of that noise. All right, very good. Uh, we're going to uh, get Pete's uh, question answered coming up in just a moment or two, so stay, stay with us. If you have a car care question, call it in or text it in. Numbers are the same, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. All right. It is indeed back to the 50s, some cases the 60s as well. Good morning. We're Denny Long here and uh, Nick Stoffel together. Uh, doing car talk from the fairgrounds at the CCO Broadcast Center because we're in the midst of the another week in the 46th annual Back to the 50s weekend here at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Uh, Nick, as usual, we've got callers we want to get to, but you brought like an entourage with I, you. I do. I have all my, uh, you got three my, kids. my three kids with me here. As you know, Ian, as you mentioned earlier, has uh, well, grown a bit. You I know. guess. When he first was out here, he was about the size of Silas, and now he's twice the size of yeah, Silas. Yeah, so he can they Can they say hi to the yeah, mom? Yeah, Addison, have something you want to say? Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> And Silas, question for you. What is your favorite kind of car they have out here? I want the spiky wheels. Oh, okay. He likes the rat rods. He does like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And Ian's just observing from over Ian, there. Ian, Ian's, <coughs> he's busy. He's, he's 16. Yes. He's busy. Yes. And he's a smart kid. Yes. <laughs> over there. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's go back to the phones. I think Pete in St. Paul is still with us. Pete, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. Uh, 2004 Chevy Trailblazer got a electrical problem with the rear climate control. If I just turn the ignition on to the run position, the fan and everything works fine. But if you start the vehicle, um, voltage actually still remains under 14 volts for about three seconds. And then when it, the voltage kicks up, the fan kicks out. Yeah, so there's some... You know, current limiting issue there. I'm sure, you know, you've obviously done your reading, your testing there. So um, with it running, obviously, with the key on, your voltage is lower. As you know, you know, it's probably 12, 12 and a half volts. But once you start the vehicle and you're running off the alternator, that's going to go up another volt or so. So something current limiting, something with the uh, climate control module or the body control module, something's not liking that change. Um, maybe there's something within the fan or the resistor. Uh, some, something that's just spiking at just enough where it says, oh, I'm not going to do this, and it shuts itself off, kind of like a, a circuit protection type uh, a deal. Um, you know, I, Obviously, it's not the fuse because it continues to work when you shut it back off. So I would uh, print out the schematic, obviously, start at the point A to go to point B, get a pen and paper and start writing all those readings down and figure out what's changing that's causing that, um, something, something spiking and shutting itself down. Okay, very good. <clears throat> Thank you, Pete. Uh, Steve is calling from Lesur, I think. Steve, are you there? Yes, I am. Go ahead, please. Say, I've got a 2000 Ford Ranger with 70,000 miles on it, 
And whenever I want to listen to WCCO, if I turn on, like, the, the fan for air conditioning or defrost, I'll, like, get a static. When I put on the brakes or use the electric windows, I still get clicking noises. Now, is that a ground problem between the engine and the frame, or? Yeah, there, there's, uh, years ago, like to many of the vehicles out here, if you were to run them and have the radio on, you'd get that background yeah, noise, right. or as we kind of miss that a little bit, you know, it brings you back some. But I think you're on, onto something there. I think you have a bad ground somewhere, so it's allowing that current to work its way back through. It's getting into the radio circuitry, so you're hearing that through the radio. Um, I, I would, you know, just get a get a wire with a couple of alligator clips and kind of do a, give it a redundant ground. You know, add an extra ground there to see if something does change. Uh, maybe it's the engine to the frame, like you said. Maybe it's from the body of the vehicle to the frame. You know, a lot of times these vehicles are painted so those metal surfaces don't make a good contact. Uh-huh. Or as the vehicles age, that ground has gotten uh, rusty or corroded, so you're not making good contact there. So just get some wire and try to give it a redundant ground and see if that doesn't help you out. Very good. Try that, Steve. Thanks. Let's go to Brooklyn Center. I think Nona's there. At least uh, she was. Nona, are you with us? Oh, I'm still here. Thank you. Good Thank you. Um, I have an O2 Dodge van. Um, can a person put in those newfangled radios, you know, with the Bluetooth and that in them, or do I have to stick with the old style radios? I'm sure with the new uh, the new law coming in for the hands-free, there will be a very large market for those Fandango Bluetooth uh, radios so we can connect our phones to our vehicles so we can still talk hands-free. So uh, there are some technologies out there. You can uh, go, go to a uh, uh, like Best Buy or that type of store. So there's other outfits in town here that can help you with that. But there are, there are systems in place to help you update what you have in your vehicle to be able to connect your phone. And like I said, here in about a, a month and a half when the law changes, that's going to be a pretty big business because, as we oh, know, yeah. we, we can't be holding our phones. You need to be hands-free. So that, uh, that whole world's about to change. Indeed it is. See, we have some text, textures we should help out here, Absolutely. Nick, as well. Lightning round. Here's huh? one. Yes. Uh, let's see. A town and country, uh, 72,000 miles, started stuttering from 45 miles an hour and up front end, front wheel drive. I don't know if you can get anything out of that. That's that's all it says here. Usually, a, a stuttering, as people will describe, uh, is they're accelerating. It sounds like they're forty-five and increasing speed. Usually, it's some sort of misfire, you know, ignition-related, whether it's a worn spark plug or a damaged spark plug or ignition coil. Um, you know, they can find somebody that has a, a scan tool to check to see if there's any code stored, or even watch that live data when they're driving. A lot of times a vehicle will have a, what we call a misfire counter that actually sees each cylinder, and if it's having a misfire, it'll start to count up on that particular cylinder to kind of help, you know, eliminate, you know, try to figure out which cylinder is related to, and then you can kind of take that apart and look a little closer. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, 2012 Toyota van. Can I drain the antifreeze from the drain plug, then refill through the cap? Do I need Toyota antifreeze? That comes from a texture in northeast Iowa. You know, I've done this, as we know, for a long time, and we have over a dozen different antifreezes at the shop. Uh, we always want to put back in what came out of it. Uh, you can pull the petcock out of the radiator, drain it out, and refill it. It doesn't get all of the antifreeze, but it definitely freshens it up, so I think that's a good, a good idea. There's the 2015 the Nissan Altima. The electric door locks, all of them, constantly try to unlock Clicking away continuously when you drive, and sometimes when it's shut off. I've tried uh, playing with all the switches. 
One of the switches is stuck. Oh, is that? Yeah, the deal? there's a con. I mean, this, this the lever might feel fine, but the contacts are shorted, so it's always trying to unlock or lock. Either way, that there's a, probably a faulty switch there. Uh, this is not a question, but a comment. Uh, it says, "I know you don't usually promote specific car brands, but I was in an accident in my 2018 Santa Fe, where all airbags deployed. I was wearing my seatbelt." Uh, two very safe vehicle had some facial burns from the airbags, but they do save lives. So it was a, a comment. Wow, that's amazing. You know, uh, you know now with the, the newer cars, there's airbags all around you. I mean, you're pretty well pr- protected. Obviously, you don't want to be in a scenario where that happens, but it's good to know that technology has caught up to protect us. All right, here's some uh, lucky person who wants to uh, purchase an '89 Lamborghini. Okay. The question is, limited miles, how would you suggest I prepare for long-term storage? How would you store a vehicle like that? You know, uh, Under guard, I'm sure. Yeah, well, that and, you know, you know uh, climate control, uh, humidity, uh, rodents, probably yeah, the biggest. True. you got to be par- careful of all those things. So if you have a nice, you know, if you have a heated garage, a garage is protected and clean, um, you know, we add it to the fuels, we have battery tenders, a lot of different things. But long-term storing a car is not what it was designed for. you got to drive it. How do we get in touch with Lloyd's? Uh, if by phone, 651-228-1316. If you're on Grand Avenue, it's at 982 Grand Avenue and then at uh, lloydsautomotive.net. Thanks, Nick. Thanks and for having the kids us. as well. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t